Turn your porch lights off because we're coming home with a trophy. Last play. Redner goes down the short side, turns it away to Karina Brown. She puts it on the foot. That's taken the hand of Fiso. Brown hustling up. She's dived on the ball. You're listening to Ladies Who Lead. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Ladies Who League. I'm your host, Mary Kay, and hope that you're all staying dry in what's been some absolutely torrential weather over the last two days. I'm very excited that footy's back and can't wait to chat about it with my panel this morning. First of all, I want to introduce you all to Jacinda Barclay, who plays for the AFL women's team for the Giants. Good morning, Jacinda. Good morning all. Lovely to be here. Lovely to have you on the back of the Giants' first win in the women's competition last night. Congratulations. Thank you. Pretty exciting. We're I loving it. I can't wait to uh, to talk a little bit about that later. But before we get there, I thought I'd tell everyone the story about how we met. So I have a friend that plays for the Sydney Blue Sox in the baseball and his name's Todd. So hello, Todd, if you're listening. I hope you're listening. He was sitting next to me at a game once and he said, oh, Mary, I know you love women's sport. You've just, you've got to meet this woman. Her name's Jacinda Barclay. She plays like baseball. She does AFL. She's just the most incredible athlete. And I was like, okay, no problem. I'll, I'll keep an eye out Thanks for, for that, her. Todd. There you go. <laughs> and then I went to a lunch with the Giants and was sitting there and was chatting away to the person next to me. And the person next to me mentioned that she not only played AFL, but she'd also played baseball. And I said, hang on a second. Are you just Cinder Barclay? <laughs> and I got very, very excited and feel like I embarrassed myself a little bit. <laughs> I had a ma- major fangirl moment. No, not at all. <laughs> that was really, oh, it, was, it was amazing actually knowing that you had a radio station, a league, a ladies who league and an advocate for women's sports. So it was um, a blessing for me as well. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Now, I also want to introduce you to my other panelists this morning. Good morning, Catherine Lachlan good from morning. What Fox Sports. <laughs> Sorry, it took us a little while to get to you. How are you? Good, thank you. I don't think our uh, meeting was that romantic. I think we, <laughs> you just hit me up on Twitter. I think that's well, how we met. <laughs> we met through a, fr- a mutual friend, I feel, oh, through Emma yes, Lawrence. Yeah, so Emma that, Lawrence. Um, She's a, a rugby league reporter and presenter at Fox Sports and great chick. So, um, yeah, we've got a good mutual friend in common there. Absolutely, yeah. and you even got a plug on the show a few weeks yeah, ago. I feel like I that's heard. a pretty good story. I'll have to plug her too. Well, I, I just, well, just did, did really, right? So. Emma, we love you. We think you're great. <laughs> Should we get straight into the rugby league? We've already had three games this week. We can start quickly with the game between the Cronulla Sharks and the Brisbane Broncos. Now, the Brisbane Broncos started their season off in the right way, beating the Sharks 26-18. I think what I wanted to mention out of this game was that there were some really great individual performances. So, Catherine, did you by any chance get to see any of this game and have you seen the face of Jaden Braley? Look, I had, I did see him at the start of the game and I thought, who is this 17-year-old? Baby He's face. a little baby. Um, but I didn't see too much of the game, heard he did well. Um, and, you know, what big shoes to fill. I, I was feeling for the little kid. <laughs> so I think that's but. the thing about it in that Michael Ennis was meant to be the big loss mm. for the Cronulla Sharks this year. And there were big raps on Jaden Bailey, but everyone recognized that he had big shoes to fill. He had a great game. So he got through 40 tackles and only missed one and Incredible. provided good service out of dummy half. And Danny Badiris gave him a really good debut pass mark in every way. I thought um what was also interesting was the talk before the game that Wayne Bennett had apparently lost the dressing room mm. and then Brisbane that's just came out and beat them yeah. like they did a great job so and hats off to Boyd too I thought you know he's been in the headlines quite a bit this week with the uh, contract extension rumors and 
also, you know, being the new skipper and having those Wayne Bennett rumours too, it would have been a bit of a tough week, I think, off the field and good on him. He, you know, just kept his head in the game and, and did really well. Absolutely. And before we move on to the next game, I also just wanted to shout out to Luke Lewis, who is 33 years old and was probably the Sharks' best player on field, <laughs> proving that age is absolutely no barrier to extremely no. excellent performance. Now, Jacinda, while you were on the field last night, the Canterbury Bulldogs played the Melbourne Storm. This game was interesting in that the Bulldogs ended up losing to the Storm 12 points to six. The Melbourne Storm scored in the third and the sixth minute, um, and then the Bulldogs scored later on. But other than that, it was a pretty scrappy affair there wasn't much to talk about out of this game. I just thought it was interesting that the Storm managed two tries in those first six minutes and then weren't able to get back on the board again. And then, Catherine, I thought we'd go on to the game that both of us had the opportunity to watch, and that yeah. was West Tigers v Rabbitohs. And the Tigers absolutely hammered them 34 The 18. Tigers got up. It was great. I thought that – sorry to all Tigers fans, but I thought they were going to get flogged <laughs> last night. And they were great. Um, you know, Brooks, Tedesco, they're just so exciting to watch. Um, still weird seeing Farrow in a <laughs> South Sydney colour. But, um, no, I thought good on the Tigers. Um, you know, I have a bit of a soft spot for them, I think, because, you know, they've had so many off-field dramas uh, lately and it, it was just good to see that, um, you know, particularly with all that Tim Simona um, stuff going on during the week, it was just good to see them get out there, play good footy and, and you always like to see that, characters like Aaron Woods, uh, you know, with a smile on his dial. So it was it was great to see. Aaron Woods is my favourite player in the oh, NRL. Is he? Yeah, he is. I'm a big fan of Woodsy here. So um <laughs> it was great to see the Tigers win. And James Tedesco was phenomenal. I mean, he scored his seventh try in nine games in the nineteenth minute during that game and ended up with, you know, two tries and two try assists and was just super exciting to watch. The other big talking point I thought out of this game was Greg Inglis, mm. who... Uh, I was just about to ask you about that. Do you, do you think he should have stayed on? Or? No, I don't think he should mm. have stayed on. Like, why was he on the field? He was mm. essentially running one-legged. He was absolutely mm. spent after he went down early in the game with that left knee. I just felt yeah. for him. Well, Mark Gaznia said on uh, Fox Sports after the game, he said, I just don't know why they would keep him on. And he actually said it was silly. Like, why would you risk someone like Greg Inglis, you know, to just keep him on for the rest of the game when he, that could cost him an extra two or three weeks on the sidelines. Absolutely. So. And with the Bunnies already missing Adam Reynolds due to appendicitis, uh, Heimel Hunt also went down to risk Greg Inglis, I mm. thought was uh, was really interesting. So we'll see where they go to from here. Jacinda, I feel like it's very unfair of us to be talking about <laughs> rugby league games while you were on the field no, last not night. No, not at all. Sorry, just fixated on AFL. That no, was. that is fair enough. But do you have a team or are you excited about a particular team um, coming into the competition? Oh, if I was to choose anyone, I'd probably go the Roosters. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. That's a good choice a little because there. they had um a rough season last year, but yeah. everyone is predicting them to come out much stronger this year. So good. very good. Have a doodle day. <laughs> Where do we go to from there? What about you, Catherine? Do you have a team um, or a game that you're looking forward to? Do you know what? My grandpa apparently was, he's passed away now, but he was a massive Balmain Tigers fan back in the day and I loved my grandpa. So I've Aww, got this soft spot beautiful. for the Tigers mm-hmm. because of that. But I tell you what, which game I'm looking forward to is the Raiders and Cowboys. That one is going to be epic, I think. I absolutely agree. I think it's going to be clash of the round. So mm-hmm. the Cowboys have named a full-strength squad. There's questions over Antonio Winterstein, but look, they've got mm-hmm. Kalen Ponga or Javid Bowen to come in and replace him. The Raiders have some injury concerns, particularly Jared Croker. 
I'm tipping the Cowboys to win this game. I think Jonathan Thurston and Jason Tomalolo will be too strong. But look, everyone's predicting the Raiders to win the Premiership this year, and I'm predicting that they'll also come out strong, just not strong enough to beat the Cowboys mm-hmm. at home. Tell you what, that is a frightening lineup, isn't it, the Cowboys side? Oh my goodness. And look, <laughs> I only mentioned the two JTs. They've also got, you know, Matt Scott, Gavin Cooper, Michael Morgan, and Justin O'Neill, state of origin superstars. They That's are a it. killer side, but. The Raiders side is also quite scary. Mm. They have a very big forward pack. So if that forward pack came running towards me, I think I'd uh, run in the other direction. (laughs) (laughs) The only other game that I'm really looking forward to this weekend is my Parramatta Eels taking on the Manly Seagulls at Brookvale Oval tomorrow afternoon. Hoping to go onto the hill, have a can of beer, and (laughs) perhaps watch the Eels take their first win of the season. (laughs) Look, I've got two AFL experts in the house this morning, so we'll wrap up the rugby league there and come back and talk about AFLW with Jacinda and Catherine. (laughs) <laughs> so we're up to round five of the aflw and we've already had one game between the giants and the demons last night and we've got another three coming up so that's carlton playing the bulldogs Fremantle playing collingwood and adelaide playing brisbane can we please talk about last night's game mm. and the giants 2015 win over the demons Catherine, you were there on the sideline Tell me about the atmosphere. Oh, what was it like? We've got the hero in the room. You don't have to throw it <laughs> at me first. But, um, look, from the sideline, it was awesome to watch and uh, just such a massive upset. I mean, it's, it was the Demons and they had they really needed that win um, in order to, you know, keep their grand final chances alive. So um, it was just awesome to see uh, the Giants get up and, and, you know, having met a lot of the Giants girls now and it, I was just, I guess I'm a little bit biased, but it was great to see them just so happy and I think really relieved to get that first win of the season. Absolutely. Jacinda, I want to ask you, how were preparations leading into this game? Because I read in an article that Phil Davis came and had a chat to you this week. Yeah, he did actually. It, um, it was exceptional. It was really nice to see his insight and um, his leadership uh, qualities that he has. So, um, yeah, they've obviously the, they've started a, a new club from scratch. So you can have some testing times through that. Um, so he just really touched on that winning's not everything, but you still have to have that mentality and that drive in order to, to gain it and that positivity. Um, so yeah, it was really nice to have him come and speak to us. And, uh, I think we, we did take a lot from what he did say. Um, and having that positive attitude. Yeah, it's really important. Mentality is a, a big thing in sport. Absolutely, particularly because Phil has been with the Giants since inception and they certainly had a couple of really tough seasons at yeah. the beginning there. Yeah. And I know that last night was your first win, so it, it's good to see him coming to have a chat to you about the importance of what's not just happening on the field but off it as well. Yeah, it's huge. It's really a big part. And he could relate to our situation as well, so that was really nice. Absolutely. Now let's talk about some of the stars of the show last night. Jacinda, you kicked a goal? I kicked a goal, yes. That's a great goal, actually. <laughs> That's great, being say. a forward. It's good to start with one. Yeah, it was it was exciting. And just our post, Catherine, has also mm. been a revelation, I think, for the Giants Definitely. this year. She seems to just get better every week and I think it's I think with all the girls though, it's experience. Like each game they're getting better and and uh you can see the quality of football improving and and I, I can't wait for next season already because uh I think you all come back with just you know, there has been a lot of hype and uh I think, you know, it's great the AFL um have done that, but um it has been a bit of a shock, I think, to a lot of the girls that you know, all the T V coverage and all the attention. So I think they're all gonna come back um a lot stronger and, and just more experienced le- next season. But Jess Dalpos, yeah, she was amazing last night. She's just 
you know, runs She's around good. and gets her hand on the ball at every opportunity. Um, and she was great. I interviewed her after the game and she just said, you know, it's, it's just a, such a massive win. And it's, and she just said, you know, it's a bit of a historic moment, really. And, and it was. And, uh, yeah, it was great to see. And what was Tim Schmidt like in the dressing rooms afterwards, Jacinda? <laughs> Schmitty, yeah, he was really good. He was actually, um, pretty cute. He couldn't really hold back his, his smile from ear to ear, <laughs> but, um, very much assertive and, and to the point and to the next game. Um, but he was, he, he was very pleased with his coaching staff. Oh, yeah. Good. And very proud. And Catherine, where to for the Demons from here? They can't make the grand final now. Is that correct? Or they can if, is it Adelaide lose to Brisbane and then they beat? Yeah, I think there is a slight possibility they can still make it. But um, like I said, to, we were chatting beforehand and I said uh, that was actually the Demons' first interstate mm-hmm. game. So um, I actually was curious to see how they would go in that final quarter because I thought, you know, it could be a bit of a shock to the system for the Demons uh, travelling and being at a foreign Welcome to the game. Yes, I know, <laughs> exactly. they got to get used to it. But um, so let's see. Yeah, I think there's still a slight chance. I'll have to check the ladder on that. But, um, you know, I think Daisy Pierce is, is quite a, uh, a determined young lady, so I think they'll be very fired up next week to uh, to win and to keep those uh, grand final chances alive. Mm. Jacinda, on to the other games this week. Do you watch the other games? Yeah, I try to actually, yeah. Okay, so which one are you most looking forward to this weekend? Yeah, I think it will be that Brisbane-Adelaide game, um, being that they're at the top of the ladder. Um, it's going to be, yeah, some good hustle Good hustle there, trying to prove themselves and trying to get get on the board as a as a win and a top favourite. So looking forward to it. Have you have got, you got a favourite player to watch? I'm curious. To know. Um, I think I do. Chelsea Randall actually, she plays oh, for Adelaide really? Crows. Yeah. yeah, she's um exceptional. Yeah. I really rate her highly and her athleticism and just um she's got a good personality on her as well. She's quite amazing in that regard. But she's got a great leap and she's hard and she's um. Very, very driven athlete. So I actually played with her back in the day in uh, Swan Districts when I when I played in Western Australia. So yeah, I know her quite well, and she's um, very true. Who do you think? Who's the you know girl crush in the league? Who do who does everyone aspire to oh, be like? Do you golly, think? Um, <laughs> um, I Aaron don't know. Gertz I think gets every- a lot of attention. Oh, she does, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah she is a good basketballer, isn't she? Yeah, Basketball yeah, she's right. come from. That's right. Yeah, she's exceptional as well. So it's good to see some strong athletes out there mm. as well to compete. Um, and yeah, to show that athleticism. So yeah, Erin mm. Phillips is someone that's really shone. And it's interesting, actually, we had Amanda Lullum in from the Daily Telegraph a few weeks ago. And she said, if you would be looking, if you were the AFL and looking to poach from other sports, you'd look to poach from basketball and netball because the skill sets are quite similar, similar. to yeah. AFL. Mm. Yeah. And Erin has absolutely shone this season and is almost like a third marquee player, I think. For she's, that she's great. She's definitely up there. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, you know, there's so many women's leagues starting up now and there's actually competition for female athletes now. And I think we did a story on Fox Sports uh, not long ago about um, the Gillaroos and how, you know, academies and teams are really trying to look after female athletes now because they know there's competition and, and that could be poached to another sport or to another league. So um, AFLW is certainly leading the way. I think the girls are getting looked after and have, um, you know, the coverage and everything has been amazing. So um, it'll be interesting to see in the coming years like yeah, where be. the best female athletes go to. Which, well, which is their code of choice, to. right? Yeah, exactly. 
The other news that came out of AFLW this week is that the competition will remain free to spectators next year as well. Catherine, what do you Good think move. about that? Good move. Good move. You can't mess with the competition now, I think. You've got to keep it, keep people coming, keep fans coming, keep, um, you know, the hype and the attention around it. If you start putting prices on, you know, you know, tickets and whatnot, you kind of, I don't know, shooting yourself in the foot a bit. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, in these first couple of years, really got to promote the game, keep it free. Um, keep people coming to the games and, and yeah, it's good. Jacinda, what do you think about that? Yeah, I agree actually. Yeah, yeah it's good for supporters. Mm. They're able to come and, you know, have, have, show, get a little bit of grasp on who the players are and it just entices them a little bit more. Um, so yeah, I think it's a developing thing. So I'm all for it. And how have you found the support from the fans during this competition? Yeah, really good. Amazing. So we have some, um, quite vocal fans out there, I think, in the Giants. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, they're really lovely. It's, it's really nice to see. There's a particular man. Have you met Michael Shalito yet? No, I haven't. So Michael, have I've, I heard him? Yes, yes, actually, you have heard him. <laughs> so you'll probably meet him at Giants Fan Day tomorrow. Okay. A big hello to Michael if he's listening. Michael is probably the biggest GWS Giants fan <laughs> on the planet. And he's the one that leads the chant. Oh, there you go. See, surely I would have heard him. Yeah. Yeah. You've definitely heard him. And if you haven't heard him, you must be wearing headphones too focused. Focus. Yeah. focused on the game. I tell you what was great to see last night actually was um, the Giants men's team. They pretty much watched the whole women's game. They were in the tunnel and they were genuinely ex- excited and pumped to see the girls like getting up and about and, you know, winning in the end. Um, do you have much of a relationship with the boys around the club? Um, we do a little bit. They're trying to integrate us with the with the boys slowly, um, but we do work out and we do come to the gym, um, to come to the club rooms at different hours. So sometimes the girls are still working, but yeah, they're integrating. We're getting there. So we do a few little promotional activities um, with the men, but um, yeah, it's a slow process. First year. Everyone's concentrating on their game. And Stevie J's been quite involved. I saw him getting right up there at the quarter time huddle and, and he's been ch- going along to your training. Yeah, he came down yeah. to one training actually, showed the girls how to do some um, little kicks from the sidelines. So <laughs> it, it is really good. That's what we want actually. That's what we need. We mm. need that little input from the male, our male counterparts. Um, it really, like they've been there. They've done it. They've um, experienced it. They've had really good coaching. So it'd be lovely to learn off them. And I've noticed that the Giants men's team have been coming out to all the games at Blacktown. So I went to the first game and there was a huddle of them there. And, yeah, you know, it wasn't about them at all. They were they were there to watch all of you play. And I think it's a real focus for the Giants this year, having a netball team, an AFLW team and a men's team, that it's very much three teams, one club. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Isn't that great? Yeah, it I is. I think it's a really <laughs> it nice is. way to end this segment. <laughs> three teams, one club. Women making a name for themselves in Aussie rules football? We'll show you that. You're unbelievable. Jacinda, I introduced you earlier in the introduction, but I feel like I was just fangirling there and didn't properly (laughs) introduce my audience to you. So I think I'm going to try and do a better job now. So Jacinda currently plays for the GWS Giants AFLW team, but what you might not know is that Jacinda has played baseball, Australian football and American football at the highest level. So she's also represented the Australian national team in five Women's Baseball World Cups and played professional football for the Chicago Bliss in the Legends Football League as well. Jacinda, let's start with AFL. How has your season with the Giants been? Uh, It's incredible. It really is. Um, What they're providing as a platform for myself, uh, my team and for females to come is uh, everything that I've really been searching for as an athlete. 
Um, there's a lot of respect there. There's, there's a lot of care. Um, what we have access to in terms of facility and our trainers and our coaches. Um, it's just that next level to be able to produce quality athletes. So it's nice to be immersed in that kind of environment. And it seems like a pretty special team. Can you tell me about some of the characters in the Giants team? Yeah. Um, in terms of that question, do you mean characters as in comical characters or characters in, as in, you know, moral um, qualities? Oh, give us both, I think. I'd love to hear some comical <laughs> More comical, yeah, yeah, go more comical. Or, uh, um, gosh, uh, I think Claire Lorto, Lawton, actually, number 41, she's um, quite a, a lovable larrikin. Uh, loud, lovable larrikin, if I say anything. <laughs> she's quite funny, actually. Um, she's a country girl. Um, she's actually got a tattoo on her leg and it's got, it's a stick. She's got two stick figures with, um, girls kicking a ball through the, some goals, which oh, I think really? is quite hilarious. Yeah. And, uh, underneath it says for the gals, G-A-L-S. How cute. Um, yeah. It's really funny. Yeah. So we run around like galahs going, come on, gals. Let's go, gals. <laughs> so that's something that's really kind of stuck with us, which is quite funny. It's nice. Um, and in terms of character, moral character, um, I think that would come down to fridge. Um, which is Amanda, so our very own Capitano. She, um, she has a sense of assertiveness when she's around everyone. She's got a, a really strong work ethic. Um, she's very driven. Um, so it's really nice to see, yeah, her in, in, in amongst the mix and she's really upholding to those leadership qualities. Um, but then she's coated in some, you know, a beautiful down to heart natured spirit. So yeah, it's really nice. And I wanted to ask, you've got only a couple of games left. What are the goals for the remainder of the season? And then looking ahead to sort of the competition next year. Um, to win. Good. Uh, the next, yeah, the next two. It'd be lovely to get a couple more on um, under our belts. So, yeah, we just want to work together as a team, um, still maintain a good synergy. Um, we just need to do the little things, uh, reduce fumbles. We just want to be a good core as a team and we want to progress um, for ourselves, if we if a win comes out of that, that'd be amazing. Um, but we'll just take it step by step. But yeah, winning um, would be great. Yeah. And Jacinda, it's a it's a seven week competition. Would you like to see the competition extended this year? Because I feel like the team is now really only beginning to find its feet and could use the benefit of a couple more games. Most definitely, I think we could definitely extend the season out. Um, it just takes a lot. It takes about three or four games, I feel, to warm up. Um, especially in a new competition, new team. So, yeah, I definitely think we could um, benefit from a couple more games. Now take us back to the very beginning. You grew up in Western Australia. Was sport always a big part of your life and which sport did you start with? Um, yes, yeah, sport has always been a huge part of who I am. Um, I definitely wasn't one to be cooped up in the corner of the library after school. Um, I was out there and, uh, yeah, playing with the boys usually. Um, but I was a country girl, so... Um, I was either throwing sticks or throwing stones. So it was one or the other, really. <laughs> so yeah, then that led into, um, I think, I think baseball or t-ball. Everyone, I think, knows the t-ball. We have you, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes, we got a t-ball. I yeah. played as a kid as well. I think everyone did nearly. Yeah. yeah. So there wasn't too much to choose from, not too much variety, uh, where I came from. So I was a little town girl, uh, population about 1500 in Chidlow. Uh, really cute. So there was only so many sports that you could do and T-ball was one of them. So I was out there hacking away, which was really good. And then, um, yeah, and then that just progressed up and through uh, into my older kind of career. I'm really intrigued to hear a bit about the lingerie football league. Yes, yep. Firstly, 
you said how, you know, amazing the promotion of the AFLW and, you know, how they, the Giants are looking after you. Was it the same in the Lingerie Football League? Um, unfortunately, no, it wasn't. Um, so it's, they had a great uh, promotional kind of key there. Um, it's a great sport. Entirely, I love the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, it's, it's a big sex sells, um, which is quite, it brings up a controversy. Um, but no, they didn't unfortunately look after the athletes as well as what AFLW have, have done so. So that's, um, something that was a bit of a downfall for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's, it really questions whether or not I would go back. Um, because it's just not, I, I just want to, want athletes to be treated with respect. And I just don't think that they really showcase that. So nothing, it's, yeah, it's a bit of a hindrance. It's unfortunate because it's a great league. Um, it's a great showcase of skill and ability. That's what they, you know, are able to have that platform for women. Um, like I had amazing teammates. I had an amazing coaching staff. I learned so much from it. Um, but yeah, just that the safety that they, you know, there's a, a few little things that, yeah, really could have changed. Yeah. Need so to change. You're meaning more they didn't look after you in terms of the promotion and, and the sport image rather than like, you got injured, you were looked after kind of thing. Um, they, they were very big in promoting us as athletes, as in, um, yeah, in the, that sexual manner, which mm. is, you know, obviously that comes with it. That's why it was the lingerie football league. Um, so it did, it did, um, we did get a lot of fans in that regard. Um, but yeah, in terms of protecting us as athletes, I think they lacked in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask, how did you get into it? Um, I saw it on TV actually on Fox and I just like the, um, the ferociousness that came with it. <laughs> and it kind of, yeah, it just, um, encompassed all of my skill sets into one. And I was like, Oh, you know what? This, this sport looks pretty funky. I kind of like it. So, um, I was actually in Canada, um, in a baseball world cup and then I stayed on for three months. Um, and I was just on the hunt really. I was like, I want to go check this out. Having no idea how to play the game of NFL, um, Mm -hmm. itself. And I was in Mississippi, got a train up to Chicago, 12 hour train and stayed the night. And I did a try out there having no idea. Um, and then from there it just progressed and that we had a season here, an inaugural season in Sydney or Australia. Um, and that was really amazing. So I just learnt with all of, we had the Surge sisters who'd call us. Um, and then I had a year off and then they just, um, yeah, they, they needed someone in a particular position that I played and it just came up that, yeah, I ended up, um, deciding to go over there and give it a crack. Mm. Jacinda, we talked about sex selling before. Mm -hmm. Did that aspect of it ever make you uncomfortable? Because. I, not really to me. Um, it's just wasn't my focus. Yeah. So I just really didn't uh, let it, um, get into my kind of concept, my mind. Mm. Um, I was all about the sport really coming from, I have played in head to toe from baseball covered, fully covered. And then to the other spectrum where you don't play with very, very much. Um, <laughs> I was just about to say you must've felt naked that first game. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, it was a little different, but you know, we, as athletes, we worked really hard, um, to, yeah, to have a, a, a good body, but that just comes with all the effort that you put in. Mm. So it was definitely interesting. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just what wasn't what I was there to be. It wasn't a driving force in any, in any means. So I understand, I understand the concept. Um, but you know, we probably did 15 trainings, um, at season, like during the, during the week, um, or 
in a couple of weeks. And then we go out for one game in very, you know, minimal attire. But um, it's the game itself, mm. the structure, what I could learn from it as an athlete. That's really what, yeah, was the pinnacle to playing. And there really aren't very many opportunities for that sport in this country, are there? Yeah, 100%. That was the beauty of it. I was able to, uh, we were able to, as as females, to showcase our ability, which I thought was the, the difference, the changer, because there's otherwise you, you don't really get that opportunity um, in front of a crowd on TV. And that was, it was amazing for me. It was really amazing to showcase what we could actually do, whether or not it was in a different kind of limelight, a different concept. Um, that was all pushed to the, sh- all pushed to the side because it meant so much more that, you know, we could show our capabilities, mm. prove people wrong, wow people. You are a Go very well, wowable character, <laughs> honestly. Now, some people might not know you played AFL when you were younger for the Swan Districts in West Australian Women's Football League and the UNSW Eastern Suburbs Stingrays in the Sydney Women's AFL competition. What brought you back to AFL after trying all these other different sports? I always loved football, actually. Yeah, I just, um, it was the cardio side of it. I really enjoyed that. It was, you just get so fit from it. So, um, that was a big driver and the team camaraderie that you get as well. They're just such a, a lovable bunch of, of teams that you come, come into contact with when it comes to AFL. So, um, yeah, I've always loved football, but there really wasn't that opportunity, that uh, pathway to go anywhere else. So I was striving for those opportunities and that's why I went to Baseball Australia and, and then that's why I also went to Gridiron. But then, um, yeah, I just wanted to come back to it. I just wanted that fitness, that fitness level. And, um, yeah, I knew that the Stingrays here in Sydney were a good club. It was overheard. So I just joined them and now I've got an abundance of, um, great girlfriends and it's been, yeah, it's, it's been a good journey. And I'm really thankful I did because I needed the training and practice before, um, yeah, exhibit A. And I suppose now the AFL is giving you the opportunity to work towards being a professional athlete as well, which is something that those other two sports perhaps aren't quite there yet with. Yep, 100%. That's exactly what they're giving us is mm. that opportunity to, to really stand on um, our own two feet as athletes. Um, so it's amazing. It really is an opportunity. And Jacinda, we've had one year of the AFLW competition. What improvements do you think the competition could have next year to take it to the next level? Oh, to the next level. There are a few improvements, I would say. Um, I'm taking everything as it comes. It's amazing. I'm very fortunate for every situation. Um, In terms of proof, I just think the extended uh, season, that'd be great. A pre-season, longer pre-season would be amazing. Um, Depending on the funds, like, look, I still work full-time and I know a lot of the girls still work full-time, so it is hard to manage that. to dedicate your your everything that you have in order to to showcase and be at the the top of your game really so it would be a nice to have a little bit more financial funding behind us um so that'd be great for personal um but other than that they're doing an amazing job we really couldn't ask too much they're promoting us they're um the the means of equality that they have um the support network it really is it's amazing so there's not too much that we have to alter, I don't think. Well, We're Kath- all very appreciative. Catherine, mm. you and I were talking about the hype around the competition mm. earlier and about how it's been, I think, better than in terms of any other women's sport I've ever seen. Everywhere mm. I've turned, I've seen AFLW, and I think that's a real credit to the AFL. Definitely. And I I do think um, perhaps I'm just chatting to a few of the girls, and as Jacinda was saying, um, a, maybe a longer pre-season would help improve this competition 
Um, you know, Gillan McLaughlin did say at the start of the season, let's not expect fantastic football like these girls are just starting out. So I think maybe um, the next step would be perhaps extending the pre-season, giving the girls a little more time to gel and train and then, you know, see how we go maybe in a few more seasons, start extending the actual season, the games. Um, you want to keep that hype going and unfortunately, as we've kind of seen with the Big Bash, they've now, you know, extended their season and it's it's a big move extending seasons because it's very hard to keep the crowds coming along and uh, to keep people interested. We have very short attention spans these days, this generation. Yeah. So um, extending any season in a sport is very is quite risky. So I think um, you just got to take it a, a bit step by step and I think I think the next step should be extending that pre-season because I'm sure all teams would want more time together to gel and, and to perhaps do like some more practice matches first um, and then, you know, extend the season maybe in season three or whatever. But um, it has been a great success really all up. And Jacinda, you've played a multitude of sports. What other women's sports are you enjoying watching at the moment? Um, I think I'm grasping netball now. I think there's that association. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really enjoying that. They're very tall. They are. They're very they're tall. Very tall. They are. They're incredible as well. They're fast, mm. agile. So yeah. Giants fan day is happening tomorrow and I'm super excited, but I always know who the netballers are because yeah. they're the super tall ones and it's very hard for me to get pictures with them because I'm not particularly tall and it's just sort of a head with another giant person in there. But um, They live up to the name, I suppose. Yeah, they absolutely do and it's great. I just love having the three teams under that Giants banner now and having three new teams to sort of support and call my own. Mm. Oh, it's just oh, one big happy family yeah, at the Giants. Really <laughs> group hug, group hug. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> First of all, I want to say a big congratulations to the Australian men's cricket team who defeated India in India earlier this week and took less than three days to do it by 333 runs. The two Steves stole the show, with Stephen O'Keefe taking a haul of 6 for 35, and they were the exact figures he made. These figures are the 10th best in the history of Australian Test cricket, and even better than Shane Warne's best Test figures of 12 for 128. Congratulations also to Steve Smith on his beautiful 109, which was one of the most fabulous Test centuries I've ever watched. Another great story I wanted to share this week was about Debbie Hazelden, who this week set a world record when she completed 32 consecutive half Ironman triathlons. So Debbie isn't done yet and is committed to 68 triathlons in the next 68 days. So for all you math nerds out there, that means she has 129.2 kilometers left to swim, over 6,000 kilometers left to cycle, and 1,434.8 kilometers left to run. So not only is this a mammoth effort physically, Beyonce, and through doing 100 triathlons in 100 days, they hope to raise $100,000 for the Australian Red Cross. And finally, congratulations to Gabrielle Trainer. It was announced this week that the Giants AFLW Best and Fairest Award will be named after her. So this is a woman to the Giants and to women in footy. She joined the New South Wales ACT Commission in 2000 and has been on the GWS Giants board ever since. She's also the third generation of her family to be involved in football administration at the highest level, following in the footsteps of her grandfather Frank and her father Tony, who were both president at the North Melbourne Football Club and long-serving VFL delegates. My favourite quote from Gabrielle came earlier this week when she said, In 1989, the Berlin Wall came down, 
and women's sport in Australia has experienced something like that. It's turned. It's not only our code, it's everywhere and people everywhere are waking up to how fantastic women's sport is. Hear, hear, Gabrielle. I love that. Before we wrap up this week's show, I just wanted to mention another two fantastic things that have happened this week. So congratulations to the Matildas who beat the Netherlands yesterday 2-0 in the Algrave Cup. And also big congratulations to the Sydney Uni Flames who beat the Townsville Fire last night 76 to 61, which means they're going through to the WNBL Grand Final. Their opponent is still yet to be determined after the Perth Lynx pushed the Dandenong Rangers into a third game decider after beating them 91-71. So that was the 10th highest WNBL score ever. So we're looking forward to a really big Grand Final week coming up next week. Jacinda, thanks so much for coming in this morning. You've been so much fun to have in the studio. Not a problem. It was amazing to be here. Yeah, we've loved having you and wish you all the best for the Giants season and can't wait to watch you in the black, orange and grey for many years to come. Fingers crossed. (laughs) (laughs) And Catherine, also a big thanks to you for coming in. It's been a lot of fun chatting AFL with you. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. I hope to return one day. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we can get you and Emma together for a panel. How do you feel about that? That's trouble right there. (laughs) No, that'll be great. I love Emma Lawrence. Shout out to Em. So, yes, we'll have to do that one day. We all love you, Emma. It's been a bit of an Emma love in this morning. She'll be very happy to listen to this episode. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the first couple of episodes of the new season. Don't forget, we're still up for the Castaway Podcast Award, so if you can head to their website and vote for us in the popular category, that would be fantastic. And make sure you jump onto iTunes and leave us a review because it makes a massive difference pushing us up the iTunes charts. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Make sure you stay dry and enjoy the rugby league. You've been listening to Mary Kay from Ladies Who League. Turn your porch lights off because we're coming home with a trophy. Last play. Brenda goes down the short side, turns it away to Karina Brown. She puts it on the foot. That's taken the hand of Fiso. Brown hustling up. She's dived on the ball. You're listening to Ladies Who Lead.